Welcome back to your daily dose with Bob and Nick. It's Bob. Nick and I are both fans of entertainment from all over the world. And today, we're going to talk about some fun and some funky movies and shows from across the globe. This will be the Epcot of your daily doses, so check it out. Oedipus Rex. I actually love that story. Because uh, it, it's so... Um, it's so delicious in its revenge. You yeah. know, it's so it's it's just you you just don't like how it happens. There's actually a, a kind of an updated version of that in, uh, in that started in Korea cinema, cinema called Old Boy. Oh yeah, uh, and it was made into an American movie two yeah. years, starring Josh Brolin and uh, Elizabeth Olsen, I think. But yes. it, but that was a, an interesting. As soon as I saw it, I was like, ah, oh, Oedipus. Yeah, and it I is probably, messed up. I probably but just spoiled it, really it for good. anybody who knows what Oedipus is and wants to see Old Boy, so I apologize, listeners. But I mean, at this point, if you haven't seen either version of Old Boy, first yeah. of all, go see the original version. The original version, I agree. And, I mean, Spike Lee did the American version, and it's still excellent. Yeah, yeah. It's still really Packs good. Packs punch, for sure. Um, and it's still a bizarro story. <laughs> I mean, in terms of, like, what this person felt like he went through and so uh or in order to exact revenge on this other person and all that korean cinema has a lot of really gory revenge stuff oh yeah Uh, and and, uh, i also saw i think it's called i saw the devil that was another one that was just very shocking to me and i don't know why i keep going back to these things patty is is befuddled by it she's like why do you always watch such violent things i feel like it's a uh, almost a a self-inoculation to violence, right? Like if I experience it through the screen, if I experience it in real life, it will be something familiar to me. So it will be less be scary. As, yeah. I could see that too. But um, the other thing I could see is culturally storytelling is different. Mm-hmm. You know, like I think about uh, Japanese anime, mm-hmm. uh, which I watch a lot of the way they tell the uh, Japanese storytellers tell the story. The pacing of it is so much different Mm -hmm. than an American story. You saw that a lot in uh, British shows as well, especially the comedies. Yeah. Yeah. Like uh, the comedies, when they do a British show that is not based, but has the same pacing as an American comedy, it's not as good to me. Yeah. Um, So there's a few out there like that, but yeah, culturally, the things that they hold dear and are different, like that to me is also really fascinating. Did you watch the British version of The Office? Mm-hmm. Did you like it? I did. Okay, because I, I watched it after I watched The Office yeah. here. And th- my challenge was, and pr- you probably have a, a greater nuanced sense of humor than I do. I, I think I was missing a lot of the jokes, not realizing that some of them were jokes. Yep. Uh, it just because I wasn't sure what was going on with that culture. I wasn't sure, you know, if this is acceptable, that's acceptable. If, if you know, we make reference to our knobs, if that's, you know, a, a normal thing to do or not. And then you learn what knobs are and you're like, no, that's not a normal thing to do. So but, there's yeah. definitely some stuff that is lost in translation yeah. when it comes to that sort of thing. I mean, I think Monty Python, any of those uh, comedies, I think of the Monty Python skit where they're doing the elections, right? I don't know if you remember that one where they're calling the elections of different parties and stuff like that. I don't know. I've seen that it's one. hilarious because it's all seems absurd. But if you look at the actual elections in Great Britain, they're, they are kind of silly. Like there's always a protest candidate that's dressed up like a wizard or something like that up there. (laughs) And they take it uh, so seriously. 
And it's it's uh, more of a satire on that. It just looks ridiculous to us, mm. but there's a lot more nuance to it than we're realizing. Yeah, John Cleese just got himself in trouble, my friend. Uh, he was on a stage, I think, at a South by Southwest, or it's somewhere on stage with uh, a couple of uh, other comedians, and the subject of slavery came up, and he made some comment about the British you know, allowing passage to those people and, uh, and kind of saying, you know, we were all slaves at one point or another. And, oh. and then one of the fellow comedians stood up, walked over and took the microphone away. And, and the host of the show said, ah, you're protecting the colonizer. And she said, no, I'm protecting a comedy, comedy idol from hurting himself anymore. And it was, a, I thought it was a, a really magnanimous gesture on yeah. her part. Uh, she, I believe she was African-American as well, the one who swiped the mic from him. But, uh, but that concept of, dude, I mean, when you were in Monty Python and you were on the top of the world, you might be able to get away with some of that stuff. Yeah. But now that you're not nearly as relevant or hip or really in touch with the times, you, you really don't need to be doing that to yourself. And it kind of made me feel sad for him a little bit. Yeah. I'm rewatching Black Adder again. Oh, um, I've not seen that. Yeah. So that's Rowan Atkinson. And this is 70s, like maybe early 70s. So, and they're portraying uh, times further back. Yeah, like the 1300s or something, isn't it? Uh, it starts out probably in the 1600s and then runs up to World War One. Oh, okay. Is season four. Okay. Um, but they're, you know, using slurs for German people, um, because they're fighting the war against Germany and, uh, a lot of, uh, jokes about Italians and French that are, um, that wouldn't fly nowadays. Right, right, right. Right. So there is some, uh, cringe worthiness. Of course, you're going to look back at anything and there's going to be some cringe worthiness there. So it just depends on what people think is funny and what people believe yeah hey it's nick thanks for listening sometimes when bob and i record we think we tie a little bow at the end of an episode and we've concluded it and sometimes that bow is not very well tied like in this case luckily i get a chance to fix it when i record the outro what i wish i had said was comedy like any other form of art has to adapt and change and evolve to continue to be relevant and to continue to be funny. If all we had was 80s-style stand-up forever, that might be soothing because of its repetition and its familiarity, but man, it would be boring and probably kind of gross. Have a great day.